The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 191st episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And I'm prepping for a big Eagles win for the Super Bowl. I cannot wait. I ironed uh, my grease pole climbing pants and shirt. I'm all set. We're going to climb the light poles and carry on, do all that stupid Eagle shit. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked for it. At least we're not the Giants and not doing anything. Anyway. It's hurtful. <laughs> or the Bills. <laughs> That's even more hurtful. <laughs> All right. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> yes. For tonight's podcast, we will be discussing the following. Elder Scrolls Online upcoming expansion. Halo moving to Unreal. Maybe some E3, no MS, no, yeah, no MS, oh my god. No Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo. Call of Duty's Modern Warfare 2 uh, Season 2, a lot of twos in there. Battlefield 2042, class updates, and we'll, we'll wrap it up with what TV shows and movies we are watching. Uh, and with that, well, yeah, we got a lot to cover. We got a lot of guests on this episode. It is just nutty. It's nutty today. First up, we have Grex, who needs a, a watch. Because five minutes in normal people's time is half an hour in his time. <laughs> How you doing? What you drinking? What you playing? Oh, I am drinking. I'm finishing up my this uh, half case I had of this um, electric eye, which was the uh, single cut Bruce Miss. It's the pale ale. So that's going. Got that last uh, last one finished off. And what am I playing? I'm playing a bunch of everything you know still got my addiction to black desert grinding away in that you know little call of duty little Fortnite, uh to uh you know keep the rage going that's what i got going on right now all righty also joining us this episode disco joke joker how you doing what you drinking what you playing well need you out bitches i am uh drinking Trader Joe's Kentucky Bourbon, and before you dismiss it out of hand, uh, I discovered that it is distilled by the folks from Buffalo Trace, so I highly recommend uh, a well-priced, good drinking bourbon can be found at Trader Joe's. Been playing uh, Fortnite, grinding on that. My son finally finished uh, playing through God of War, so now I get an opportunity to take a crack at it. And uh, my other son is trying to entice me to to jump in and and play with him on Battlefield. He says the updates are are, are fire, and it's time to to jump in and start playing again. So I'm thinking about that as well. <laughs> so um, the Buffalo Trace, I've been looking for that like crazy around here. I cannot find it. So I'll have to check out Trader Joe's, but there's none around here. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm still screwed. All right. Also joining us in this episode, the real crowbar. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? Hello. <clears throat> well, I'm on call, so I'm just drinking Diet Mountain Dew right now, like a lame-o. I'm not sure I understand. Oh. 
I don't know what's going on either. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm drinking Nine Mountain Dukes. I'm on call. Um, gaming, I've been playing Battlefield 2042. Your son is right, Disco. And Tiny Tina's Wonderland, the Battle of the Borderlands Dungeons and Dragons version that came out a while back. I've been playing that with a couple friends. And I haven't actually launched Call of Duty in a while. But I plan to get back to it. I was kind of waiting for season two to start. So being on call and drinking is is a great challenge. I highly recommend it. I do it all the time. <laughs> if I didn't have to, if it wasn't about like the the drive to the data center, if if something goes catastrophically wrong, I would agree with you. A last minute addition to the this episode, Selden 007. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me. I, I'm sorry about the late uh, jump in, but I've had a little bit of time, so I thought I'd join in. Uh, I am currently drinking uh, the last of my Spider Bite uh, Brewery's Peanut Butter Boris, which is a Russian Imperial Stout uh, with uh, peanut butter flavor added to it. So it's deliciously yummy. So <laughs> I'm enjoying that. Uh, what I have been playing, I've been playing a shit ton of DMZ on Call of Duty. Uh, really enjoying the hell out of that game. Uh, really having some of the best, genuine good times playing that, even with randoms. Um, that game type just really, you know, lends to that, you know, that that working together, having a good time, and you know, accomplishing your missions type thing. And you know, it's it's rare that I get a, a shithead um, in there playing with me on a team. You're only teams of three, so it's you got to really work together to get through that. And I've had some really good times. Uh, playing that with uh, some randoms and I've been really enjoying the fuck out of it and looking forward to season two. So, yeah, if you haven't gotten a shithead, that means you're not playing with beers. <laughs> that is what he is a shithead. He's a terrible teammate, just pure pain. Uh, so, anyway, uh, you also have uh, or a host of another infamous podcast. You want to promote that? Yeah, I'm uh, over on uh, Tool of the Plays uh, Still Got Game podcast. Uh, we wrapped uh, 499 up today. Uh, our next episode should be 500. Um, so we're going to have some of the old hosts back probably for episode 500 uh, next week or within the next couple weeks. Uh, so uh, anybody from the old Tool to Play site, if you remember uh, Joel Dude Rock Albert, supposedly he's on the line for us. And uh, good old buddy of the show, uh, Derek Schomer, um, a.k.a. Code Monkey. Um, oh, wow. Be on there, so. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting close to our 200, so I got to figure out something special for that. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Working on it. But 500, that's a big milestone. Big milestone. Yeah. yeah, I've been on it for a couple hundred of them. So, you know, it's it's still going okay. Going pretty strong. And, you know, we haven't folded yet. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we still talk. So that's important. There you go. <laughs> Uh, once again, my name is Lala Calamari. I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It's my standard go-to beer uh, when I'm basic. And what am I playing? Just, I don't know. I'm actually not playing anything. I haven't played a game in a couple days now. I try to play some Warzone when I want to hate myself. Um, but that's, yeah, that and some Fortnite. That's about it. A couple games of Battlefield. We'll talk about that later. Uh, anyway, so that's what I'm playing. No one really cares because uh, I'm better than you all. All right. Uh, let's move right along into this episode's rant. And boy, I got a doozy for you. And you think I wouldn't bitch about this one because it got me a, a win. But it's uh, what I'm going to bitch about is the stupid bullshit weapons in Fortnite. And mostly I'm looking at the anime 
crap. Just anime stuff they introduced. I don't even know what these actual weapons are, but they basically require no skill. You, you can just aim in a direction of someone, unload, and it kills them if they're fully shielded with full health, and it just doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, one shot kill, and it breaks down buildings and goes through buildings and gets you on the side. It doesn't matter. Super Saiyan crap. It's super freaking annoying, and it's way too prevalent in the, all over the game, too. It's like they they drop like a lot of them. And you can buy them at vending machines or whatever this stupid thing is. Yeah. It's some anime name bullshit, Deco Smash, whatever. I don't know, nor care. Get it out of the game. It's it's absolute crap. So the the issue I had was I was playing. Um I was kind of just doing the the Oathbreaker missions, trying to just level up the battle pass. And I get close to the end, so I, I start taking it serious. Uh finally it's 1v1, me versus another guy. I already have eight kills. Um I come across this guy, I finally find him, and he starts smoking me with the DMR. I mean, this dude is lighting me up. I had full shields. I'm, I lose all my shields. I get down to half health. I'm panic mode right now, and I'm higher than he is. I have the high ground, so I should have kept it because, you know, we all know what happened to Anakin. But I, I, I decided to jump in. It was off of water, a waterfall, so I, I, I tried to jump in there because this guy is just destroying me. I can't hit him, and he will, he's not missing the shots. So I figure maybe this will confuse him. And as I'm falling down into the water, uh, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I quickly switch over to this Deco Smash Jesus Beam of Death. I aim it in his general vicinity. I'm not even anywhere near it. Now, I showed the guys earlier the video. I'm like a good 10, 15 feet from this guy. Boom, kill him, win, and I do the chicken dance. And I'm like, this sucks. I don't deserve this win. I, this guy had me. He should have He should have won. I feel like I cheated. I don't know. Get this OP shit out of the game. So to to put on a, a contra hat, right? Despite the fact that you got a bunch of old farts like us playing the game, it, it, you know, Epic knows their key demographic, and it's teenage kids who watch these animes. And you know, if it doesn't add to gameplay, what do they care? As long as they keep the kids engaged and playing, right? That they're happy to throw that stuff in there and saturate the game with it, because you know these these kids uh, love watching hero my hero academia and dragon ball z and the the opportunity to be their heroes you know yeah it ruins the game but they get to fulfill their uh, you know uh, fantasies more importantly they get to sell skins based off those characters exactly at, at the end of the day that's why they want them there right as long as they can keep them there they can sell them a bunch of stuff yeah but there there comes a point where there's you know fortnite's got such a vast array of weapons and stuff like that they rotate stuff in and out but there's saturation points where they got to be careful where they go beyond. And, you know, the hammer, the balloon, the Excalibur launcher. Now you got this Falcon. You got the the Goku smash or whatever the hell the thing is. It's just sometimes it's it's nice to just get back to gunplay. And, you know, maybe that's just me. And you're right. It's just about selling skins and getting the people addicted and playing through. But, man, oversaturation of the weapon types just really starts to annoy me after a point. Well, that's that's my issue with this um, this whole season. I just really haven't gotten into it because I switched up the uh, the ground loot, the weapons. There's a shotgun out there that I don't understand, but I'm aiming at people. I'm still not hitting them. I don't know what what's going on with this shotgun, but I have I struggle with one of them. I forget which one it is because there's like two or three different shotguns in the game, and I think they all suck versus the shotguns last season. But uh, th- that hammer. 
it, it's ridiculous. Blow down buildings, you can knock people away. It's so much da- it does so much damage. Oh, you know what? So they introduced the uh, the guardian shield, which you can put up like a shield, like the guy from Overwatch, or you can toss it out in a, uh, like a shield wall. That Deku smash Jesus beam goes right through that too. So like, why do you have this? Why would you carry this shield if it's not even protecting you from that? Like, I would have thought like it would have. I don't know, protected it. But I guess the uh, the anime company paid more money for their product, and so it's okay, whatever. Anyway, speaking of Fortnite, uh, starting, well, it'll be tomorrow, but the, by this time this podcast is out, it'll be in effect. The uh, Geralt, Geralt skin, I say this wrong, Geralt skin? My kid yelled at me today for this. Who, the guy from The Witcher. The Witcher. The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher. I don't know. I, I say the name wrong, and my kid's like, what's, the, what's wrong with you, Dad? You, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I run GRG. I registered the, the domain name. So um, anyway, so that's coming out. There's going to be like, uh, I think, a 10-tier quest or two pages of uh, things you can earn. Uh, I believe it's free. And uh, we have an event for it set up tomorrow and for GRG. Or actually, it'll be a Tuesday. But I'll probably try to get a few more going up to see if we can all get the the Witcher skin. We all know he likes to dance. Rex will be doing his different dances with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Doing the chicken dance. <laughs> chicken. Grex doesn't like uh, playing as the guy skins. He only plays as the girl skins. So always. All his MMOs and I don't know. He's an ear- a weirdo. But anyway, so we got that coming out and or that event coming. Uh, it should be pretty interesting. All right, moving along. Uh, let's bang this one out real quick. Elder Scrolls Online, new DLC was announced. Uh, it's a whole new expansion set to come out, I believe it was a June 5th for the PC, June 20th for consoles. For some reason, the consoles are always a, a few weeks later. And the new expansion is called Necrom, Shadow of Over. Morrowind. As usual, you'll get new areas to explore. You return to Morrowind, but it'll take you to a different area there, and you get to explore it. And discover the lore of the Dark Elves. Woohoo! The biggest thing about this expansion will be the addition of a new class called, called the Arcanist, which looks like it's a uh, another magic-based class. He, he's, I don't know. They showed some different abilities. I don't know what he all does, but you'll be able to either destructive, restorative, or defensive magic. So you can be a, either tank, DPS, or heals with this class. Uh, and as usual, you'll get new dungeons and new raids, and they'll have different events throughout the year based around it. So that is coming in June. I don't know if I'm getting this. Probably will, but I got to see when Diablo 4 comes out. Is this being part of the uh, Game Pass, or is this a no. separate add-on on top of... Separate add-on. Yeah, this is whole separate. So you, if you play Elder Scrolls Online through the Game Pass, you'll get the base game, and that's it. None the DLC. Now, if you subscribe to um, Elder Scrolls Monthly Subscription, it gives you a few things, but it also gives you access to all their DLCs. But they're just like the minor DLCs, not the big expansions. And I'm not sure... They may give you a few of the other the older expansions, but this would be a separate cost. Now, if you were to buy this, I think it comes with all the previous major expansions. There's minor ones, but yeah, it's a whole. It's crazy, and they got a lot, so it's it's a little weird how it works out. 
I have the subscription, so I never bought anything besides the major expansions. But like I said, that may be coming to an end, uh, depending on the Diablo 4 comes out, because I'll probably migrate to that, because we'll probably have a ton of people playing that. I have mine pre-ordered already, so I can try the beta. Are you uh, playing on PC or uh, Xbox? I'm going to get it for the PC. It should be, it's supposed to be cross-platform, so uh, cross I, I did get it for PC. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it might be. It probably it linked to your uh, Battle.net account. I don't know. God, well, who, who does the research around here? That was your <laughs> job. Fire that guy. <laughs> oh, I didn't have Diablo 4 on the thing, and now we're talking about Diablo 4. I don't know. <laughs> Why you let me in charge of this shit? Uh, I'll be getting it, too. You'll be getting it, too, on, on console? <laughs> yes, on the console I don't have. He said dismissively. It comes out the day after my birthday, so. When's Diablo come out? Currently scheduled for June 2nd. If it maintains that, then I probably won't be getting the Elder Scrolls expansion, or at least not right away. I, I don't know. I think I'm kind of done playing that game. E3, no Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo. Does anyone care about E3 anymore? I don't. Nope. E3 is dead. Yeah. E3 is done. No one wants to pay for it anymore. And it's cheaper for them to just host their own events. Yeah, if COVID taught all these publishers anything at all, it's they don't need to spend the money for these type of conventions for the most part, especially the big one like an E3. They can just do their own separate press release, and if they you know, promote it right and they time it right, they get all the press that they ever got at E3 and a tenth of the cost. What sucks for E3? What's the other big one? PAX East or whatever? Does that? Yeah, you got PAX East, PAX West, and there was a PAX Australia, but I think they canceled that. And there was a PAX South talk, but I think that was shit canned as well. Yeah, it sucks. COVID fucked everything up. Took all the fun out of stuff. Yeah, honestly, South by Southwest would be like the only type of convention I'd think of because it's not just <laughs> there's a there's a gaming contingency there, but it's also you know movies, theater. Uh, music and everything else going on there at that point. So it'll eventually all mo- migrate to being on the uh, the metaverse. <laughs> oh, um, so let's pour one out to Halo Infinite because it is officially dead. A hundred percent dead. I mean, three four three confirmed it with the announcement they made last week that they are moving from the Slipspace engine to the Unreal Engine for future games, uh, and that includes. Tatanka, which is the code name for the Battle Royale that they're supposed to be coming out with. But apparently that's going to be much more than just a Battle Royale. Like, no one knows anything about it. This may be, I guess, the next game. It was Halo Endless they were talking about. I don't think 343 had a lot to do with the uh, Battle Royale Tatanka. Anyways, I think they were just uh, consultants on it, because I think uh, there was another company that was actually working on uh, getting that out, and I think they were already announced a while ago that they were going to the Unreal Engine on that. Well, now Slipspace is dead, and for all future Halo titles will be on Unreal, which makes sense because it's a great engine and people know how to code on it, and apparently there was a lot of technical debt involved with the Slipspace engine, just learning it. And the fact that 343 and Microsoft likes to hire consultants versus having permanent staff, people have to come in, relearn everything from the ground up, but yeah, Infinite's dead. Done. I don't know when Tatanka will be out, 
when the next thing will be out. I expect now years. I thought Tataka was supposed to be coming out this year, but any any, any guess to when that you think they'll be out or? I'm gonna say late 2024. <laughs> that's I think that's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Grex, what do you think uh, with the Halo, the Halo news? You're a big Halo fanboy. I was, I was. So I don't know. Done. Done. Yeah. Dead. I mean, what's Halo anymore? I don't know. Well, they will have uh, starting this week and going on for about a couple weeks. The 21st, they're going to have a free uh, event called Noble Intention. And it'll be a 10-tier battle pass that's completely free. And it's Halo Reach-inspired armor. Apparently, this was armor that was supposed to be in the original battle pass, but that wasn't or wasn't ready. So now they're giving it out for free. I'll probably check this out. And hopefully, it's not centered around some horrible game mode like the last event. That was just absolute pain to play. I hated that last event. <laughs> I was, I've never been so miserable playing a game in my life. It was just literally the worst game mode. Is that the one they, they sold as a Battle Royale light? No, no. no. That actually wasn't bad. I, I played that one, Last Man Standing. That wasn't terrible. Um, it was actually kind of fun, but it was hard to win. It was, it was especially, even though it was like, I don't know, 16 people, it was difficult to get a win, but that one was pretty good. It was, what was it called, Grex? I, it, the one flag I'm, game I'm, mode? Yeah, I forget. I forget now. It's one flag game mode. One team has uh, infinite sonar, and then the other team is infinite uh, invisibility. Ugh. <laughs> that just sounds painful. Yeah, the team defending had the sonar, and they had swords. And it just, yeah, you just threw yourself to die, and it was just miserable. And they had unlimited grappling hooks, too. That was crazy. I, I'm hoping that this noble intention will be a maybe Team Slayer. I don't know. I'm I'm not even. It, it's going to come out. It's going to be one armor core. It's only going to work for one thing. Even though they said they were going to open up all the armor, so you can use it on any core. No, no, still hasn't happened. Well, you have to imagine now with the announcement of going to Unreal Engine, all the plans that they had are are just being. Trash. Right? Yeah. yeah, everything is about moving to Unreal Engine and then doing you know gaming as a service, right? And so the Unreal Engine makes sense because they're looking at Epic and what they've done with Fortnite, and and that's the cash cow, right? They've they've cracked the code, and so everybody now has to have a, a an oar in in that water, right? To to be in that game. And you know, what they laid off ninety five uh, uh, programmers and that were skilled at doing it with the old uh, software, and and they're able to now go to Unreal Engine, which is quicker and, and uh, leads to the ability to bring out a minimum viable product faster, right? And, and then they can just monetize that and build on it. Well, if they're really paying attention to Fortnite, they need to focus on the fact that Fortnite is fast. They're quick. They come out with new seasons. They they're not afraid to to mess with the map. They're not afraid to mess with the weapons, the the meta. Um, they they just are on the ball. They're so quick with making changes. And a lot of times, I think they just throw shit out and like, oh, this doesn't work, and they pull back out. You know, they'll, they'll maybe they put a 
I think it was like the the robots you can get into like those robot suits. There was that was in there for a while, and they were so OP. They they tried it; it didn't work. They yanked it out. Um, three. Do you four, mean mechs? Yeah, they did. There was like it was <laughs> like a, it dropped down like a, it was like a random drop, and you can get into mm-hmm. like this mech suit. And yeah, if you think about it, uh, it seems like it's more uh, a marketing engine than a gaming engine. Right, it allows them to test in real time what works, what doesn't, what's profitable, uh, and because they've been able to really execute that quickly, everybody else is scrambling to emulate that model. Right, like like you you saw Blizzard came out with their earnings today, and as successful as they were with the initial rollout of Call of Duty, the the market still kind of yawned. Right, they they made a billion dollars in ten days on Call of Duty, and, and yet their earnings just weren't you know impressive enough for the market to kind of be excited about the future. Call of Duty needs to get their head out of their asses with their skins and the price they charge for them. Their skins are garbage. I've not seen one that I want. Even in the Battle Pass, there was the one I used from the Battle Pass, and that's the, it was the only thing I gave a shit about. I didn't use anything else. I don't even know if I'm going to buy the next Battle Pass. Their skins are trash. I, I think uh, I think what Fortnite cracked was the way they um, they probably pop it out so easily is because of the way they they have the foundation on how they skin the players and stuff like that and it's a lot easier for them to design skins and I think a lot of these other ones they're the way that they have the foundation of the forms and stuff of the player models it's just a lot harder for them to to build skins for it I don't I don't know it's just uh, I guess that's the only thing I can think of Tell you what, if Halo moves to Unreal Engine and they have a lot of success with it, expect everyone else to do the same. Yeah. Except Call of Duty. I think they're still running an engine that's like 15 years old. <laughs> and it shows with 15 like Hertz servers. And, uh, brutal. Uh, speaking of Call of Duty, um, Season 2 is right around the corner coming Wednesday, February 15th. Uh, Interesting, some interesting things about it. DMZ season two, uh, complete inventory wipe, but your insured weapon slots uh, will stay. So if you earned any insured weapon slots, you get to keep them. I only managed to get one done because I can only tolerate playing, like doing the challenges so much. I could, I was a little over it real quick. <laughs> I know Selden, you're, you're into it. Dude. How many weapon slots do you have? Uh, I have two right now, um, and it's I, I wouldn't even mind if I lost it because um, I you know I'd go through the missions to bring it back, and it's you know there's a lot of outrage about losing your inventory and stuff like that, but all your contract you you really don't carry a lot, and there's nothing. It's I, I've compared it to a Tarkov light. Tarkov they do wipes all the time. Every time they drop a, like a new season or they drop an update, they do a wipe, and they and you lose a lot more shit in Tarkov than you do. In this Call of Duty DMZ, so it's it's not that big of a deal that you're getting an inventory wipe. Um, it's not like uh, it's not like a Destiny Two wipe where you had all these weapons that you know you raided for and stuff like that. The weapons that you're going to lose in the DMZ wipe, you're going to be able to get back within no time. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. And starting the missions over is just fine with me because that's you know that's what I get the kick out of in that is the you know progressing through the missions and stuff like that. So. I'm looking forward to the wipe. They'll also be making the uh, challenges or the missions a little easier. Some of them were 
were rough. I was looking at some of the later ones. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to to put this much effort into finishing this. I, I just knew right away. I, I'm lazy. So we would go play DMZ. I'm just, you know, beers would drag me in. And I'm like, dude, just pick whatever missions you're doing. I don't get, I don't care about mine. And I'm just on the lookout for enemies. I just want to see enemy soldiers, players, like enemies, like not AI. AI, goddamn T-1000s with aimbot. <laughs> Those are getting nerfed as well. The AI is getting nerfed. Thank God. Yeah, see, I'm a little disappointed that they're nerfing. I like that the AI was that tough because it, it it gave consequences to going into those villages and stuff like that. So eh, we'll I, I don't disagree with that, but I think the distance from where the AI gets attracted, like, so if you shoot somebody, they start coming from like miles around. They're like, they, they, they're so, and the next thing you know, you're just swarmed by it. They're just so aggressive. And, and you could just, I feel like the whole time you're just constantly shooting AI replating shooting ai replating shooting ai replating and if you go into i forget what the city's called that one city that is horrible like it's just endless wave after wave yeah, and then the helicopters start coming in and dropping oh. people and <laughs> i'll just be happy if they fix the uh a the invisible ais b the ais that float in the sky and can shoot you from two miles away <laughs> and c the ais that can shoot you through every wall in the game <laughs> They know, like they they track you. I, I was, you know, and that's one of the issues I have is we were doing a stronghold. The AIs were coming in from the outside, which is fine. They were stacking up in the door downstairs. So I happened to walk across this catwalk. I'm crouch walking, supposedly quiet, sneaking by, and my head sticks out like a little bit past the window. Next thing you know, I got two of these guys, you know, from about a hundred feet away, beaming me. <laughs> Seriously, like, come on, like, let me sneak past them. I just hope it it's a more stable build, and because I've had too many times that I've been halfway through or three quarters of the way through playing, and then it just random drops. So that's the only thing that pisses me off is the drop because you lose all the shit that you had. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the the, the crashes, or if I got the player kicked message. You know, you just get booted, and there should be either a way to rejoin. They need to fix it or find a way to rejoin, which they probably can't find a way to rejoin. It's probably just an engine limitation. That's painful. Um, oh, speaking of DMZ, we get the new map. So we'll have a third map option because apparently they're keeping the old one. So you'll be able to choose between um, Al-Mazra Building 21 and the new island, Ashika Island. It's kind of like, I guess, a new Rebirth Island. All three will be available. I know Building 21 is not available all the time. It's like once a week or something. Well, you have to you have to get a key from Almazra to get into Building Twenty One, so you have to collect keys and stuff like that. But Building Twenty One's a fucking shit. Uh, it's a it's a freaking shooting. It's crazy going into that thing, man. I've run it a couple times, got out once, and man, it's it's you're on your toes the entire time. So it's definitely exciting. Yeah, I think that's the one I would like the most. But I only did it one time. And um, it, it didn't work out too well for us. We lasted all like 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, we got one guy that's like, you know, you need to keep on a leash. He just like, will you just stay with the fucking team? Like, seriously, just stay with the fucking team. Oh, so you got that coming season two as well as um, Warzone changes. Uh, we'll have the new map available for Warzone as well. So players will have their Rebirth style island available to them. Um. Yeah, yeah. So excited. 
Crowbar, you're, you're getting it, aren't you? I, well, I probably will, but I'll be honest with you. I think the I <clears throat> when I bought the game, I got the gold edition or whatever it was. It was the fucking stupidest thing they did was to give you half the battle pass up front. I've been done with the battle pass for like two months. So it's I've, I've had like no interest in anything because of that. I'm just like, so I, I, I hope they don't do that something like that again. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I hope they have something decent in it. They, they, the last battle pass is weak. All right, uh, let's move this along. Enough of Call of Duty. We'll, we'll deal with that headache when it comes out, Season 2. Battlefield 2042. Big update. Are we talking about a good game? Yeah. When's that? Where's that? We, we have a good <laughs> game? Is there anything good out there? Battlefield 2042. Let's get right into that. Update 3.2.0 came out last week, and it introduced the class system, or reintroduced the class system. Uh, when now you can choose between assault class, engineer, medic, or recon. And it lumps, I guess, the existing heroes into those four classes. I guess there's three on each. Assault has four. Oh, assault does have four? Okay. Um, I noticed there was a guy that I had for the assault I think was locked. So I don't know if that's... There's someone I had that was locked. I don't know. Certain weapons work better with certain classes, but what else do the classes do? Crowbar, you're playing this one. Tell us a little bit about this class. Yeah, so so it's not – the one thing I was worried about was them locking stuff down too much like the previous ones. Basically, the, um, the class restrictions are on the gear that you can carry. Um, so each class has something that they all have all the time. So for engineers, they all have a repair tool available to them all the time. The support class, which is medics, has paddles all the time. And you can actually switch them and use them as a weapon now, which you couldn't before this update. At least I never noticed a, a way to do that before this update. So you can use them as a melee weapon like you could in the older games. I don't know what recon gets. Assault gets the uh, single-use med pen that you can only get a refill if you actually hit an actual ammo box. What they do, what they restrict though, is the second the the other equipment. So only the engineers can get any of the rocket launchers. Only the only the recons can have the spawn beacon, and only support can have med crates and and health crates. So they did that, but then they 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 also specialized each of the weapons. So assault class they spawn with more ammo if they spawn with an assault rifle. The medics can switch to SMGs faster than anybody else can. And recons have um, an affinity with snipers where they don't get the sway. So you can sit there and hold your breath and you shouldn't get the sway. I don't remember what the engineers get. I think that was uh, crouching uh, with LMGs is more, they're more accurate crouching or prone with LMGs. That, I think that's it's probably, well, I know prone definitely is, but crouching probably is what they did. But yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I feel like they've they've really done a good job. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm more excited about some of the new weapons they added because they added tracer darts and the uh, javelins. You finally have something that actually does damage to tanks. The javelin can two shot a tank, whereas you know in the past it would take five, six, seven rounds from a from an M5 rocket launcher to <laughs> do anything to a tank. The question I had about the javelin. So this, I tried playing this, and I use the javelin in, in Call of Duty. Uh, it's a fun fuck around, especially when you're doing a like domination and enemies are capturing flag C, and you put it on, you get like three or four kills. 
how the, how the fuck does this work? Because I couldn't get it to lock on anything. Or does it have to be like an actual like vehicle or I can't get to lock on people? Or No, it, that's that's one thing I don't like. I missed the Call of Duty one. Um, it only locks on to ground vehicles on its own. However, if a recon happens to hack a vehicle, that vehicle becomes targeted. If somebody's using the um, SoFlam, that they can target something and you can lock onto that. And then if you have a buddy that's running as a recon, they can use a tracer dart and you can lock onto the tracer dart. So they could shoot somebody with the tracer dart and then you can target them with the, the missile launcher. Javelin. I played this uh, to try it out so we can talk about it. And I wanted to see, you know, what, what it's all about. Uh, I, I did like a lot of the new maps to redone. The flows a, a lot better than from before. But did they mess with something with this, the running? Because I feel like I'm the Flash going through the map. Like, I feel like I'm hauling ass. It just seems so fast. Like, it's just ridiculously fast. I don't know if it's something I just noticed now or it's always been there. I'm not sure that they actually made any changes to it. But I will say that it's not as empty. So you're noticing your speed more. And they also brought everything closer together. So all of the new maps, which I think there's only one left that hasn't been redone, the desert map. But all of the maps now are way less spread out than they were. Plus, they have a lot more clutter and things on the ground. So you're you're seeing more stuff closer to you. So you're going to notice your speed better than you would on the old ones. Which class is your favorite right now? I still like playing support. I usually play as Falk uh, with the med gun that you can shoot at a distance. Plus, Combat be able to training. res. Yep. Yep. I rock her with uh, an ammo crate. So then I can just run around and support my squad. And, you know, if I want to use an SMG, if I'm in an area where there's a lot of buildings, I usually use that. But uh, if I don't use her, I've been liking Zane. That might be the guy you don't have unlocked yet, the assault class guy. He's got the XM, whatever they call it in this game, 370, I think. It's the it's the airburst grenade launcher that you can set where you want it to burst. So he's kind of fun to play. Yeah, I play uh, Falk when I play, because I, I like to play support. I like to throw out the uh, the heals. It's like the, the only game I like to play with the heals. Um, reviving people. If you're trying to capture like a you know point, like to revive the team, whatever. But And they really did a great job remaking Breakaway, the snow map, because that was probably the one of the worst. Um, and it's so much better. I'll have to check it out. I don't know if I played the the new version of that yet. I played. I forget which ones I played. And then I was playing a lot of solo stuff, trying to rank up some of the new guns. I didn't have anything done to them, so that's about it. Oh, and they added thermals. So the the nice thing they did in this game, though, is that um, player grenade smoke thermals can't see through. You can see through environmental smoke, but if somebody throws a smoke grenade out, they can't see through it. Why? I don't. It's. it's a, I think it's a kind of uh, built-in keep it from being a super, superpower kind of thing. I never liked the thermal guns. I try using Call of Duty, and I just it messes me up. I just can't handle it. Can't do it. Can't do. It. I know Vikes does um, for Call of Duty. He likes the, the thermal sights. I just can't do it. Iron sights. That's the only way to go. <laughs> Iron sights sniper. Quick scope. Three sixty. <laughs> Headshot. Boom. Boom, motherfucker. Oh, God. That that video is great. That one. <laughs> Playing Counter-Strike. Boom. Headshot. Boom. Uh, anyway, uh, my kids are still going on, on, on Discord. They're, they're chatting it up like crazy about 
The Harry Potter game, Hogwarts Legacy. Is anybody getting this? My nerdy kids are. I'm not. I don't, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I don't know anything about Harry Potter uh, other than he's a wizard, and I don't give a flying fuck about it. Anyone checking this one out? Yeah, well, I, I have teenage boys, so the buzz is real around here. Uh, it's absolutely on. You know, today I've already been pestered a couple times with when, when are we getting this thing? So it's happening. There's just a little too much controversy around it right now that I'm just not sure which way I'm going on it. With the J.K. Rollins tie into the anti-gay, homo- homophobic, whatever she is, or and I, it's a it's a weird time. So, but it's I know that a lot of the publicists and the actors and the writers for the game have come out and said, "Listen, this isn't J.K. Rollins. This is our work. This is you know she may have her name tied to the Harry Potter environment or universe, but this is not anything to do with her." So it's like they're pleading, you know, for people to go through and get the game and stuff like that. And supposedly within like the first, uh, you know, 10, 20 minutes of it, you meet uh, a, a cross gender individual or something like that in the game. And it's, you know, they're trying to break that stigmatism about J.K. Rollins. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. So. Well, it's getting well. It, from what I saw, it's getting good reviews. I, I like I said, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. I don't want to be a wizard. I don't give a shit. Grex is getting it, right, Grex? Well, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I and plus it's single player only, so I have the attention span of a gnat, and uh, it's just not gonna. I'll get bored. And there's no kiddish in it. I don't even know what that is. That's the uh, that's the Sandwich? wizarding sport that they play in it. So, sky polo. Yeah, you'd like it, man. It's got golden balls in it. Nice. <laughs> we have golden balls at the glory hole, but that's extra. <laughs> I got bludgers. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. I went to the uh, Harry Potter World at Universal, and well, I, I mean, it was really cool. It, it, it was really neat to be in there. I had no idea what I'm looking at. My kids like, oh, I'm gonna go get butter beer, and that we got it. And I'm like, there's no beer in this. This sucks. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, people are walking around with their wizard capes and their wands. I was like, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> You're such a muggle. <laughs> oh my, yes, whatever. Grumpkin. Game of Thrones. Grumpkin. Snarks and Grumpkins. All right, uh, enough of that. What else do we have? Anything else? I think that's it for the gaming news. Uh, anybody else got any interesting gaming news, or we're just going right into TV and movies? TV and movies it is. All right, Last of Us. I think we all are watching this, and uh, first off, I just want to say Episode 5 will air this Friday. It's being moved up because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, and everybody wants to see the Eagles win. Go Philly. Go Birds. Uh, let's go into episode three. So we've, we've, uh, it's been two weeks since the last time we've been on and they had two episodes, episode three, man, what a fantastic episode. This incredible, just, I I was totally blown away with this episode. It was the acting, everything, the story was fantastic. I doubt you guys would not like this. I mean, we all watched it, right? Episode three with, uh, who's the guy, whatever his name is. Guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I never Ron, watched that show. Well, he was Ron Swanson on Parks yeah. and Rec. Yeah. But no, I did. I did not watch it. 
Yeah, episode three is great. You could al- you could almost just watch episode three and have it be a standalone. It's excellent. They did a great job on the writing on that. And as I said, you know, to a couple of my friends, I'm like, episode three is everything that The Walking Dead wanted to do in a post-apocalyptic show through all the seasons that they had, but were never able to accomplish. Like, Last of Us nailed it in episode three. That's debatable, because I think we forget the early editions of The Walking Dead, but I want to touch base on the on that a little bit after when we talk about episode four. Um, I will say this. So apparently the, this this episode was supposed to be longer. It's almost like a, a movie length, and they, they cut it down to an hour, uh, which is fine. They could have made it just its own separate thing. And that's one of that's my biggest negative about this. We have a show that it's only going to have nine episodes this year. While this was a fantastic episode, it had nothing to do with the actual story that's being told. And it was almost like a... I hate to call it this, but it was, it was a filler episode. Is really what it was, even though it was fantastic. It really didn't deal with the main characters or moving the plot along. No, it was backstory on on some things, but it doesn't have an impact on the major storyline. No. no. Maybe it will tie in more later on, but all it is is providing backstory for for Joel and 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 previous previous past, but yep. Yeah, I'm not sure how they tie it in later on. Yeah, I don't know either because they, they move on from this point. I think it's one of those episodes that's just about character, character development, and a really interesting kind of side story that brings color to that universe. I thought it was really well done. I hate to say that it, it's a filler because I thought it was, it was really... A, just a fantastic episode, but it's with with nine episodes. I don't know if you can afford to have a filler. Maybe if it was like a normal TV show back in the day where it was twenty episodes long. I mean, this would be fine, perfect, you know. But at nine episodes, we don't have much, which leads me into episode four, which is basically just was an all right episode. It was what it was, and now we're falling into the the, the Walking Dead trope, and we have them moving across country. And it's kind of just a, a vehicle to get them to the next destination and begin the setup of what's going on. So they, they, they get to this other city and they come across uh, a possible bad group. I don't know what this group is and what anything about it. I don't know anything about Last of Us. So this is all new to me. This is a bridge episode. And I think you're going to have at least two or three episodes about this group. And this is going to kind of be like the main focal point for a bit i'm just looking at it like with episode three and episode four i'm looking at it is if you've played the game the last of us it's an escort mission it's you're the character you're guiding the girl across the dangers to get to the safe zone it's it's basically and if you were to do a nine ten episode series on an escort mission it would get boring after a point um, so there, with these episodes like three and four, I think they're world building so that you get an idea of what the post-apocalyptic world that they're in is going on. And and they're just the vehicle to get you from story to story to build up this post-apocalyptic world. And yeah, I think that they might be stuck in whatever, Kansas City or wherever they're at right now for a while as they deal with this group. You know, that city, they're going to lose the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Maybe look that's like what leads to the apocalypse there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's where it started. Um to me, this feels like it's going to be like The Walking Dead again. And and I guess it's going to be hard to escape that comparison or even just how that story is being told. Because The Walking Dead, very similar. They were trying to find salvation, trying to find a safe place to be. And they would find a place and the big baddies come by, rinse, repeat. And I think initially, up like the governor stories, like the first few seasons, Walking Dead was great. That the prisons, uh, when they were in the prison, that was fantastic. After you repeat that same story like six or seven times, it gets kind of old. And I just feel that the, the Last of Us may be on to that. And I don't know if I'm already jaded since I've watched every single Walking Dead Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead, the world beyond, and I'm already like burned out on this stuff. So I'm getting nervous. I mean, so far the show's different. It, it seems to be a little bit better, but it's a concern. It, it's all it's all based on the character development. If the characters can grow, and you see them change over time, whereas in the Walking Dead, it was just repeated, and then you know the characters are making the same mistakes over and over again. They're not doing anything, but repeating the same formula season after season and i think that's what i mean that's what turned me off from the walking dead and that's why i left it is is just because the the characters weren't changing right they were just doing the same thing on repeat and then you have this endless mob of zombies that are always there and it's like they're trying to make the zombies the focal point but how can you have a brain dead zombie be a, a, a character, right? I mean, it's it's not going to work. So, what I think is interesting with The Walking Dead, right? They they deviated pretty significantly from the source material. Like they had these really rich characters, and, and they set them up really nicely. The first season of The Walking Dead is just awesome, right? They introduce the characters, the setup. You you have a vested interest. And then as they get down the path, they deviate from the source material, and all of a sudden it seems like they kind of ran out of creativity and they got repetitive. Whereas you look at what's going on now uh, with Last of Us, they're, they're hewing pretty closely to the source material, although they're embellishing and making the characters more interesting by the way they're introducing them. So, I, I, again, to your point, look, it's a, a at this point a familiar trope. Right, and it, they risk comparisons to things like Walking Dead, but I'm sort of interested to see how they're really taking their time to to develop these characters so that you care about them. I remember we were talking about uh, Game of Thrones, right, and how much uh, you got to the end of season one of Game of Thrones and you actually cared about what happened next because you were invested in the characters. Versus you got to the end of uh, the Dragon series or whatever the first season, and you can give a shit about what happened to any of those people. They they sort of rush their way through it. So I, I think it's it's interesting that they're taking some real care to develop these characters, and, and I'm curious to see where they go with it. I, hopefully, they it, it continues to be kind of rich territory for them to mine. Sure, and, and I hear you. And I, I think that we're forgetting, like learning how Rick became the leader and person he was um, when he first started. He was a cop, and he woke up. The world was you know changed and whatever, and just killing somebody was was a big deal and for him to overcome that hurdle like with this episode they had this last episode they had an incident like that i don't know it, i feel like we're we're kind of repeating the same stuff but we'll see we'll see if the, the last of us can can pull out of that i think what happened to the walking dead the big issue they had was when they 
you said deviated from the source material. And when they had Carl die, the whole story of The Walking Dead, the comic, was Rick was trying to provide a, a safe life for Carl, and it was all about protecting his boy and his family. Once you got rid of that from the story from Walking Dead, it was just, well, whatever. <laughs> it became a train wreck. And it, it's a train wreck now. It's a complete mess, but it's over. Thank goodness. Uh, the other gripe I had about this episode was he pulls up to a car and he siphons the gas out of it. So first off, is gas still usable after 20-some years? Second of <laughs> off, the, the, these, the gas wouldn't have been salvaged by somebody else prior to this. I mean, you know how how important, how precious gas would be in a situation like this. I would imagine like all these cars, they would have been drained of every single drop. And 20 years later, gas has got to be bad by then. It was kind of cheesy how he tried to explain it off, too. He's like, yeah, gas used to be a lot more efficient, but now you have to, you know, a full tank will only last you an hour. I'm like, I don't think it works that way. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it degrades completely, but I mean, I get it. Plot needed to happen and they had to go cross country. Fine. I get whatever. It is what it is. Uh, In a universe where 10 miles west of Boston looks like the Yellowstone Park, who knows? (laughs) Who knows what happens? I heard a lot of people, like, was it Stephen King was ripping him for that? He's like, yeah, yeah. his <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, but uh, regardless, I do enjoy the show, and it's it's good. It's got zombies in it. Episode four had none. No zombies in it. And that was the other thing I was going to talk about because of The Walking Dead. We get back into where they're fighting, or I don't know if they're fighting, but they, they come across other humans, and it's, a, it's an issue there. Um, and no zombies, because The Walking Dead... After the first few seasons, the zombies were just a backstory. They were just props at that point. They, it was more the interaction between other humans. Yeah, I think you have to do that in a zombie show that goes on like this. Is that it's they're the main draw, but then you have to play them out or play them down because you can't rely on the show to be zombie centric the entire time. Yeah, I mean, he should just come down. Pedro Pasco come down in, in the spaceship. And with his armor, he'd be all right. Just zap them all. He's got the dark saber. He just slice them in half. Oh wait, I'm getting things confused. Uh, it's all right. You're old. We'll uh, we'll let we'll let that slide. <laughs> I'm old and I can't. That's read what anything. happens when you get older. Yeah, starts to go. Oh my god! So we're at the restaurant uh, last night, and I was, and I, I I was trying to find a picture. I, I did a screenshot on my phone. Um, some stupid story, but some dog got lost, golden retriever, and they can't find the owners, and they took them to the SPCA. So I was debating on calling them and to see if I can get the dog at least to foster him so he's got a place and not in the SPCA in a cage. But anyway, I got a new phone. I can't figure out where, where this, the screenshots get saved at. Oh, my oldest gets annoyed at me after about like 30 seconds. Give me that phone. Grabs out of my hand. He won't let me use it. I'm like, I am not that retarded. Like, I am an IT guy. I know my way around things. Give me a second. I... Oh, my kids think I can't use a phone. I give up. They're going to get you the uh... <laughs> cricket. Get a, get a <laughs> phone. The big button. We only have three buttons. Home, <laughs> work, <laughs> emergency. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I tell you, I give up. I give up. You guys watching any other shows? I will say um, one show that I watch, it's not easy to get, uh, but Australian Survivor kicked on last week. Um, you're Most people are familiar with the American Survivor, and 
This is the Australian version of it, and it's more like the original Survivor than the new game of Survivor that's going on in America. So if you have a chance to get a chance to watch the Australian Survivor, it's so much better than the American version at this point. What's different? It's uh, it's more brutal. Um, these guys have no hold bar when they have a you know when they have a physical challenge, they have no problem actually taking other guys out <laughs> in it. Um, so there's a lot more physical contact and stuff like that in a lot of the challenges. They play the game different. It's not all this social mumbo jumbo that the Americans has turned into. Um, so it's it's more cutthroat, um, definitely. So it's just a lot more enjoyable to watch. But the Australian Survivor, they put like three hour episodes out each week. So Jeez. they they jam this shit <laughs> out, and uh, it's just it's it. You know, my wife and I watch it, and it's it's a lot more enjoyable than watching the American Survivor. So. Plus, it's Australia, so everything's trying to kill them. Yes, I was going to say, is it is it filmed in Australia? The outback. Um, last couple seasons were this time they're in Bali, I think. Uh, um, probably safer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's the heroes versus villains is this season for oh, them, okay. and it's 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 actually it's it's super entertaining to watch. Um, if you've fallen off of watching Survivor. And you really crave that original Survivor? This is definitely the the niche that'll fit you. So, my parents watch a show similar to that, Naked and Afraid. <laughs> and then, like, they'll have it on. I'm like, Mom, the grandkids are here. I'm like, you guys are perverts. <laughs> What's wrong? I give them hell for that. Oh, that show looks awful. I'm watching that. They were like out in some place. It was snowing, and they had like a little like I don't know, like animal skin parka type of thing but like no shoes or nothing i'm like no pants no underwear no nothing nothing just, <laughs> it's just they're junk hanging out junk hanging out and freezing your nuts off and and i don't even think they win anything big i think it's just the uh prestige of winning <laughs> fuck that noise i'm out i tap out so when is greg's gonna be on <laughs> then he definitely watch it <laughs> 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 Charity does it in the in, in the uh, the glory hole, but that's the back room, the champagne room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gunny's back there, naked and afraid. Oh my goodness! How about uh, Wakanda? Did anybody, that dropped on Disney Plus? What did you yeah, think of I that? Watched that? I thought it was good, but it suffered from middle movie in a trilogy syndrome. The ending felt very lackluster to me. But uh, overall, I, I, did, I enjoyed it. I don't have any regrets about watching it or anything. Like, I have some other movies, like, you know, Last Jedi. But, uh, you know. I still never uh, watched it. Not to name any names or anything. Right, right. Not to sell anything out. But, no, it, I thought it was really good. I liked some of the twists. But, yeah, I just felt like the ending just kind of made me go, oh, okay, so we'll go wait for the next one to see the actual consequences of these actions. I am over Marvel movies, so that's a big no for me. I do want to go see, what's it called? Knock on the Cabin? Or Knock at the Cabin? Uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Oh, I yeah, bet there's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's a Philly boy, so I got to support him. Uh, I got to support him. And although I don't feel like going to the movie theater. But my boy was home this week, and my oldest came home to do his laundry, because he doesn't have a laundry uh, at his apartment. So we, we've gotten into watching like old 80s movies and we he wanted to watch Lethal Weapon 3, which is not a good Lethal Weapon. 
One and two is good. <laughs> is it, I don't four is good. Three is not good. And we were just isn't like, three eh. where they fuck you in the drive-through came from? No, that's two. Oh, two. Leo gets is in three, but it's it was kind of lame. It wasn't very good. Um, but we, then we did watch Aliens after that because I've been on an Aliens kick lately. I've been rewatching a lot of those, and that's fantastic. Talking about that, I uh, I'm. My kids are involved in the Scouts, and we're going down to uh, Crystal Lake in Jersey uh, this coming weekend for uh, Boy Scout Campout, uh, which, if you're not familiar, this is the original film location of the original Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're actually, I think we're staying in the actual cabin that was the featured cabin where they were doing the Kumbaya song in front of the fireplace and stuff like that. Nice. So, so we, we're getting the whole experience. So, like, me and my older son both watched uh, Friday the 13th, the original one, uh, this week. Uh, just, you know, get ready for it. And that movie just doesn't hold up, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, it, the modern-day horror movie, jump-scare movies, are just so much freakier than looking back at this 80s or, like, late, late 70s Friday the 13th movie. It's just like, oh, man, this is bad. <laughs> But I remember as a kid, I was freaked out by watching Friday the 13th. So. My kid said about Jaws. He, he, he watched it, and he's like, eh. Well, yeah, it's a good movie, but... Um, the book's better. Freddy uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know how that would hold up. Or The Thing. The Thing was one of my favorite horror movies. Kurt Russell. It was great. All right, we're, we're blabbering. Let's wrap yeah. this up. As always, I'd like to remind everyone to fo- stop by our forums. <clears throat> excuse me. Stop by our forums at forums.groomerbergamers.com or discourse.groomerbergamers.com because Grex had to change. Yeah, I still can't form words. Grex had to change uh, the URL. Also, uh, to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com, spelled the D O T. And with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on. See you, everyone.